Hi, and welcome to a new episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick, and I'm walking outside on Ash Wednesday. It's a gorgeous day. The sky is entirely blue. There's not a cloud in the sky, and the sun, the sun is shining brightly on my right here. And even though it's chilly, it's just above freezing point, the rays of the sun are warm. And of course, plenty of vitamin D for me to process, for my body to process. <laughs> I'm in the, what is it, the fifth week of my treatment for vitamin D deficiency. And I've taken another super dose on Monday. So these next few days are going to be great. And then the great decline is going to start. And hopefully um, every time the, the decline will be a, a bit less steep in the first few weeks. It was a bit disappointing. You feel great and then like towards Friday, like four or five days after the superdose, you're back to zombie state. And um, the, the goal of the, the entire procedure is that my levels are getting back to like normal levels, normal vitamin D levels, and then I can just take regular supplements. So my, my energy is all over the place lately. And it's been a, a, an amazing struggle, I'm going to be completely honest, to just do my work, do the things that I have to do. Um, and there are just goals that I can't reach yet, even though the will is there, the ideas are there, but it's just the uh, lack of energy. I can only spend it once, and I'm, I'm running at about 30% of the battery power. So perhaps... Uh, I should have one of those built-in uh, <laughs> CPU-diminishing features like Apple has put into their iPhones so that I, at least I don't shut down <laughs> unexpectedly. Well, that's what I'm trying to do myself. I'm trying to um, manage my energy uh, very carefully and try to, to tone down my ambitions a little bit. One of the most... Um, let's say painful consequences of this energy management as you have noticed is that my desire my will <laughs> to create daily vlogs and daily audio episodes has been hampered quite a bit by this just lack of energy um, and uh, it's, it's frustrating because it's something I really want to do and want to realize but I'm uh, I'm also thinking about other ways to to make that happen, but perhaps not in the way that I had envisioned it at first. Uh, let's just dive into that right away, because I think it also touches upon my overall thinking process of how do I uh, how do I create my programs, and how much of that is done by myself, and where am I going to help uh, ask for help? And find other people who can make, help me realize uh, what I what I want to do. the The original idea, as you know, was to bring all the audio shows that I did in the past together under one new title. It's kind of a, like a revival of the old title, which was the Daily Breakfast. That's one of the very first podcasts uh, that I created in two thousand and five, uh, together with the Catholic Insider, and. Uh, and to make episodes, daily episodes, which I would just record while walking. And I would have uh, my phone on a gimbal and I would just film the surroundings. And that sounded great on paper. It would uh, 
enable me to continue to talk about the topics that I addressed for many years in, uh, in my previous podcasts. And it would also create video, which would help me reach a new audience on YouTube and uh, on Facebook. Uh, the, the thing is, it, that turned out to be much more difficult than I thought it would be because talking and filming are two forms of communication. So you're constantly multitasking. You're talking, you're, you're, you're thinking about the topic that you want to treat that day. But then you also have to think, well, how do I visualize that? How do I make a, an image? You're constantly, when you're filming, and this is probably something you, you know from experience, you're com constantly uh, making compositions. You're positioning your camera or your phone in such a way that you have a nice picture with, let's say, the tree is on your right, the hor horizon is uh, level. And a pretty picture is only one thing, but if you want to create successful video, then ideally you'd, al you'd also have a story to tell. And not just verbally. The idea of video is you show and then you tell, or you show, and that tells the story by itself. And um, in, when you're in a very interesting, spectacular environment, let's say ancient Rome, and yeah, that, that worked quite well, uh, even though already in that first week I had quite a few challenges. Um, and there were episodes that I created where afterwards I was like, yeah, this is really not working. <laughs> Both audio-wise, this is not very interesting, and video uh, is also, you know, this, this should be edited to make this work. Um, but then it only got worse, and with the uh, added problem of the lack of energy, um, even the ideas started to fail me. Like, so what do I do? And being a bit uh, perfectionist and wanting to do a good job and, and making sure that my audience is, is happy with what I do, I would just postpone. I was like, ah, I can't do it today. I don't have time. The, the weather is terrible. It's raining outside. What am I going to do? And then I tried to create um, a set in, in my house. Like, you see that a lot with YouTubers. They just sit on a, on a couch or something like that or on a chair, and you see a bookshelves in the background, and, and they just talk about issues, and then they may uh, use some overlays with uh, graphics. Um, and I noticed that that too is much, sounds much simpler than it actually is. Uh, if only to create a set, getting the good lighting, uh, consistent lighting that is not just working on uh, when the sun is shining, but in every circumstance. Um, also cr creating uh, an atmosphere that m matches my style, which is, as you know, informal, personal. And I noticed that the moment you start to create this kind of studio lighting, you get you create a distance, or at least in my mind, it creates a distance. Like all of a sudden, I'm not having a conversation or, or sharing my life, but I'm doing a performance. <laughs> and, and it just didn't match. And perhaps this is just a time where I have to experiment with these things and learn. One video that... Um, struck me and I forgot who made it. Was it, oh, what's his name? There's a, this friend of Casey Neistat, um, McKinnon, I think. And he, uh, he's a photographer, filmer, um, great, very, very interesting uh, vlogger. And he posted a video about um, 
it's okay to fail or it's okay to suck or something like that. And uh, the, the gist of his um, encouragement was don't be afraid to fail, don't be afraid to make mistakes or to try stuff out that doesn't work. The, it doesn't need to be perfect, but what is important is that you try and that you experiment and that you move forward. But if you stop before creating, then you will never improve. And that was just like the, the, what I needed to hear. They're like, that's my problem. I'm trying to, and this, is, uh, this has been a problem for many years. <laughs> I've always had that tendency to wanting to create something that is perfect. And if everything is not perfect and, I, and the circumstances are not perfect or I am not in a perfect shape, then I would not create anything. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I love recording this this show, The Walk, because it's super easy and um, I feel like as long as I keep talking, th there's no way that I can fail this. It's, it's not that, oh, I should have summarized this. or There are days when I'm very tired um, that I can't really speak. <laughs> this morning I, I started to record uh, an episode and um, I, I realized very quickly that the batteries um, were running low. So I had to return home. And then I was distracted by that. And I just couldn't make phrases. My head was still hazy and, and tired. And okay, in, in, in a situation like that, then I stop and I restart. And now, second try, it's much easier to talk. But that's about it. And, um, but when you're doing... A daily video show and you want to grow that because it's not just providing um, something to an audience that is already there one of the reasons that I wanted to move into the realm of video and that I'm already working in the realm of video is that um, there is a brand new audience that you can reach in that way but you have to grow that audience and you can't do that um, with inferior video and uh, where, where video is just a side product of a talk. So the, the thing that I've been developing in my mind is how can I um, go back to the core of the question, and that is, how do I interact with you? What, what has worked for so many years? And how can I bring that to, how can I express that relationship in audio form and in video form. And to let go of that kind of forced combination, which is was a decision that I made um, for efficiency reasons. Like if I create like talking videos, then in the same time that I would normally record an audio podcast, I can also create video. And you know, I have two stones, two birds with one stone. And, and the reality is, and this is, you can only discover that by trying it out and by experimenting, is it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um, when you film and your mind is, your brain is having to divide its attention and its energy to both talking and creating video, then both suffer. So that's a very important lesson that I've learned. And the conclusion, of course, is i got to make some changes. I, I have to... I have to go back to what's my mission, what do I want to do, and how do I do that? 
and how do I finance it? This is another, it's another reason um, that I initially wanted to just walk around with a camera because I thought, then I don't have to edit. And if, because um, I don't have time to edit. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm creating um, content almost on a daily basis now, which is much, much more intensive than a few years ago. So uh, if I would edit, then I would have to hire an editor. And then it means that these productions are becoming way too expensive. I just don't have the, the number of sponsors that I need to, to realize that. But then thinking about this, I was like, but that is, isn't that the problem of, of my thinking? That I'm first thinking about the current possibilities and the current, um, let's say, uh, audience base instead of 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 thinking of well what would it take to to have an editor what what can you do to create the 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 circumstances that enable you to do uh something that is really working as a video that so so i can grow my blog my vlog um to not an audience of a few thousand uh, right now Tridio, Tridio channel is doing quite well I have to say, and that is because we're, we're using it much more. Um, but it's still only, what is it, 1,200 followers right now? And in my mind, I want to grow this to 100,000. Well, if I'm honest, that's never going to work with the kind of videos that I've been trying to make lately. In order to do that, you need to make something that's much more appealing and... Um, and also will require more in, a, a bigger investment. That is not the case with, with audio, of course. Audio is something that I master, that I've been doing for 12 years. I can do that in my sleep. It, it, it's not very difficult to create. It's not, it's not um, uh, how do you call it? It, it? it doesn't require me to walk around outside in in harsh weather conditions today is a great day but we've had days with snow and with uh, with uh, stormy winds and with rain um audio the only thing you need is a microphone and a reasonably soundproof room of which i have several so i'm thinking the audio part is not a problem so maintaining a good relationship with my, my with my existing audience and perhaps even grow it um, is something that is totally within my reach right now. It may require me to think a little bit more about so how do you position yourself in that audio uh, market <laughs> or in that playing field because there are so many audio programs. Just this morning I was going through my list of podcasts that I'm subscribed to and I was unsubscribing from a number of them because... Well, I just didn't have time or my interests are, are shifting and changing. And so I guess that happens to all of us. So in order to, have, to be successful um, in the realm of audio, I need to get my focus back and I need to make sure that I reach the niche audiences uh, that are out there and looking for good content. Um, in that respect, just having one title... <laughs> the the daily breakfast which is also nondescript may not be the best branding <laughs> it is nostalgic branding and it's something that um i i 
thought had some advantages if I would turn it into kind of a, like a breakfast morning show, um, something you listen to while having breakfast. But the, what I was recording, the, the content was not tailored to people that are having their breakfast. Uh, didn't have the atmosphere of a, of, a, of a breakfast or the topics. So mm, I'm thinking perhaps that may require some more, some thinking, some rebranding. And again, it's the fear of failing that has held me back. It's like, but I just announced it. It's you know, we just made the whole switch, and now I've got another idea. We have to change again. And aren't you going to lose people because of that? Perhaps. But on the other hand, if I continue on a road where I just feel that I've experienced that it doesn't work, it's better to make some changes right away than to move continue doing this. Um, and fortunately, of course, there are many ways to keep an audience. Um, even if you change the title, even if you change the, the feed. Uh, fortunately, nowadays, there are great technological solutions to make that a completely uh, smooth operation for people and they don't have to uh, resubscribe or anything. So that's, that's one thing. Um, the audio part, I think that could be solved um, at least... Yeah, I think I definitely think you, I could solve that by going back to um, uh, this format of creating the kind of the vignettes that I was doing, the audio vignettes, the the shows that I had in the past. For instance, the break or Geek Week, they consisted of vignettes. Every vignette started with a jingle and had a specific topic, and I would just chat about stuff, and it was very informal. And that I think was the strength. Uh, it it is chatter it is a conversation and it gave me a great sense of freedom i could just talk about anything that was happening and i've i'd have chosen the topics based on the things that i regularly deal with in my life the things that that, that occupy my mind my interests my passions and so um that was something that worked on many levels it, it was easy to produce but it also worked in terms of, of uh, the relationship with, with my audience. So that's, that's one thing. I'm not going to uh, make any decisions right now because I'm thinking out loud. But I do feel that this is the way to go. Kind of reconsidering, in a certain way, course correct. Um, and I don't think I should be worried about that. Uh, in, 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 on the contrary, I think it, this may only help me uh, find more joy in what I do and, and when there's joy there is there's an audience that I'm going to find so and then for the video let's talk video one of the major major things that I've learned uh, while trying this out this this vlogging is that there is no vlogging without a story there is no story without preparation there is no good preparation with uh, if you don't keep in mind an editing phase where you condense the story and you take out the best ingredients when you cook you cut the ingredients first you throw away what is subpar or not tasty enough and you use the best ingredients and with the process of video is similar to cooking the first phase is you plan you think what is what's the recipe that I want to create what what can I learn from the other cooks? You know, Jamie Oliver or 
Gordon Ramsay, uh, what is, what are the, the surefire culinary hits? And how can I recreate that myself? And the first step is gathering ingredients. With filming, same thing. You come up with a story. So what is going to be an interesting thing to 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 tell? What is it? What is an interesting experience to uh, to share with the audience? That's that's the that's the recipe. And then you gather the ingredients. Which with cooking, you go to the to your st- the store. You go to the supermarket. Um, in in video it is you start filming it um and i could film myself uh, which i'm pretty apt at uh, and that's by necessity because i uh, usually don't have the funds to um to have a camera crew or a director or anything like that so i'm used to filming um but over time i'm thinking why not why not set the bar a little bit higher and and why not aim for a situation where I can do this together with uh, another person um, because it will enable me to tell better stories. And, and, the, and let, letting go of the fear of um, and not being able to finance it. That, that's a matter of planning and it's also a matter of what's not there yet can be found if the, if the, the product is good enough. It's, uh, I was kind of limiting myself. It's as if I was, was trying to cook um, a Jamie Oliver five-star dinner, but I would economize at the supermarket and only get the cheapest ingredients, the, the ones where, where the expiry date is tomorrow. Where it's a half price, but the taste is already off, you know? You can never cook a good meal with mediocre ingredients. And so if you want to grow a restaurant for instance it starts with the quality of the ingredients that is one one of the major things that gordon ramsay always uh uh tries to emphasize is if you start to serve your customers um microwaved food that you bought at the supermarket then your restaurant is going down the drain so invest in quality invest in real good produce and um, and quality meat and quality fish, and then you cook, and then you will start to create uh, a sustainable business. Then you will have fans that will enable you to grow. But if you keep serving microwave stuff, then you'll always stay at at the level where you are. And that I think was is the problem with the way I approach video. I was like, well, I only have very very a very small budget. Um, we're employing two people right now at Tridio, and I couldn't do my job without them. But that leaves me with very little budget for production. And when it's just audio, it's never been a problem. When it's video, it hasn't been a problem because I've been doing it so cheaply. And at the same time, I've realized it doesn't work. And I need to go to a whole different level. A level that I absolutely know how to reach because for my television work, that's what I do on a constant basis, delivering really good quality TV shows. I'm very, very proud of what I'm currently producing and the shows that I make and the way I make them. And even that is still considered to be extremely low budget. So I'm thinking, if I can do that, 
in the Netherlands, which is such a tiny little country with such a small audience, relatively small, um, in, in, when you compare it to other shows on TV. Why wouldn't I try to do that with an online audience as well? After all, that's where the future is. If my dream is to create um, series, content for Netflix, then why the heck am I <laughs> cooking with, uh, with microwave stuff? It, it just first think about the quality and then the audiences will grow and that will enable you to maintain that quality. So it is all about um, this letting go of the fear of, well, if, if, I, if I try to do it in the way I dream it, then we're not, we're not going to be able to do it because, because money, because etc. It's fear. It's just fear that's holding me back. And that, I think, is, that's the realization that I have now. Is my passion is to do video and audio, but to do it really well in a way that works for me and for the audience. And now is the time to make a decision and to, to course correct, as I said. So one of the uh, conclusions of this is I want to focus on storytelling and I know that that cannot be done properly without an editing phase. I also know, I'm just describing the situation, that I don't have the time uh, or the energy to do that by myself. I, if we're going to involve, impl implement an editing phase in the production of these videos, I need help. Uh, I need people that can do that for me which will require an investment. So, uh, what I want to do is sit down with uh, uh, Martin, who is our uh, accountant or the, the, uh, someone who is helping us with the admi uh, administrative uh, part of, of Tridio, um, but who also has a good uh, idea of our financial situation right now and, and look at the entire year and see, okay, so how much um, do we have to work with? And can I do <clears throat> something, if only for a, 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 like a trial period or a first phase where we do invest in an editor? Uh, and we can even, I can talk with, uh, let's say, uh, people that I've worked with uh, before, uh, with who I'm, I'm working in, uh, in the realm of, of TV, and just have a talk you know this is this is what I can offer and are you able to do that and can we find an efficient way to do this where I don't have to do the editing which will allow me to create more and better content um, and I'm absolutely certain that if we do that we will start to grow the audience um, and but we of course we always have to do that I will, I will never spend a dime that I haven't earned first. I will never spend a dime that is actually already reserved for um, paying the wages of the people that help me currently. That would be irresponsible. But because I'm always, I've had a, always had a very Dutch mentality when it comes to running a business, is we have reserved uh, some money for 
uh, for new productions. And the big uh, plan, or one of the most important projects uh, that I'm working on is, of course, the, the Lego series, um, which is not only just a lot of fun, but I'm absolutely convinced that that can be a, a massive success. There is a great need for, for a series like that. Um, so we reserved a certain uh, amount of money f- to be able to realize that, because that too is a complicated project which I cannot do by myself. But I know how to do it, and I also know what kind of people, what kind of help I need to realize it. So if you have a clear idea, if you know that there is, a, there is an audience, there is a need for that, then I, I'm sure that we will find uh, some extra investors, perhaps, who can make that happen. But it's starting with the goal. It's starting with the, this is what I need to do. And then you look at, okay, so how do we get to that point? And I want to have that same attitude towards, or that same approach to my programs um, uh, the, for the international audiences. I want to do video, but I want to do it really well. So the first question is, what makes a video series successful? What makes people subscribe to a vlogger? What are the ingredients? What do you see in best practices? And how could I reach that point? Um, and how, can, how can I get there? And how can I make sure that there is also the financial room to, to realize that? So again, I'm not going to make any decisions. I have a few ideas. Um, one of the uh, one of the approaches could be to take the audio part and make f- uh, uh, these focus vignettes and even create perhaps um, the same kind of blend that my previous shows used to have. So it's always uh, there's the movies, there's a bit of faith. We're talking about books, we're talking about technology, um, and that is I can start that today in a certain way I have so much stuff that I can talk about the thing that's withholding me was this it has to be video too well let's let's let go of that let's leave that for now let's just focus on what works for that audio audience because it's a sizable audience and then second question is what would work for video what I know is that and it's also the feedback that I get from my YouTube followers is they love the personal the, the vlogging nature of this. They like that personal approach. They also, the huge majority of the people that follow me appreciate the positive tone, kind of the lighthearted, um, like I'm, 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 I'm never uh, like preaching. I'm not trying to, uh, to convert people. I've, I have a broad uh, uh, interest in, in many things. So that's what they really enjoy. Um, so that's my strength. They also love it when I talk about the stuff that interests them. So the, the Star Wars videos, the, the things that are about uh, the, the, that, that build bridges between the, their culture that they can relate to and then adding some depth to it and adding my personal thoughts. They love that. They don't necessarily want to see a daily vlog that just recounts my my day-to-day um, business. And that may have been p- very popular um, in the early days of vlogging, but 
the vlogging world has evolved beyond that. It's all about storytelling. And if you don't have a story to tell, um, then it's better not to do a recording of you um, eating lunch and that's it. And then going to work and then filming yourself stuck in traffic. That is not a story that doesn't add to <laughs> to other people's world or whatever. Um, so what I'm thinking is uh, the personal aspect of it is the strength. It, the, the Father Roderick is the strength of that of that particular video series. Um, the m large majority of my viewers are on my personal YouTube channel. Uh, they're already following Father Roderick because Father Roderick. Um, <laughs> the Tridio channel uh, is um, a broader channel. It's not just about me, and I don't want it to be about me. Uh, or, or only about me. So perhaps there too, just look at what is the audience telling me? Um, where are they and what are they asking for? And I think the, there are ways to grow the Tridio channel, but it should have a different vibe than just my personal vlog. I think that's uh, another kind of pitfall that we're pitching it as, that's the place you have to be for the vlog of Father Roderick. And then it's not. So there, there are two approaches again. I can go back to the personal channel and just start vlogging. And then again, eh, I'm not sure if I want that. Uh, I could also use the personal channel for, let's say, live video or interaction with my audience. Uh, um, what I do well, what works well for me in, in television is that I create content that is very focused and there is a certain, like for instance, the past few days and um, also the next few weeks, I'm working on a series that takes place in Amsterdam, um, the capital of uh, the Netherlands. And if you have to believe Katie Couric on, uh, in, <laughs> in her commentary on the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympic Winter Games, uh, then uh, the Dutch are so good at skating because that's the way they move around in the wintertime in Amsterdam. Because the canals are frozen and we, that we go to work on our skates. Um, not really. <laughs> but anyway, she, she apologized, by the way, to the Dutch, which was nice. Um, but in Amsterdam is, is not just a historical center, which is very famous, but it's, it's a massive city. And so there are also neighborhoods where it's unsafe, where there's a lot of loneliness, lots of people from African countries um, that live in difficult, harsh situations. And it, the, uh, we have a, a yearly event, a musical event, where the story of the Passion of, of Christ is, is uh, played out on, uh, on live television using popular pop songs combined with the story of the gospel. It's been a massive hit on television for many years. It uh, usually has uh, 3 million people watching, which on a population of 17 million is quite considerable. And this year, uh, the location of the Passion will be um, the uh, southeastern part of Amsterdam, which has been and still is a troubled neighborhood. Um, and I think it's, it's a great um, choice because the story of the Passion of Christ is a story about hope in the midst of suffering. And uh, to bring that to a place where a lot of people are still suffering and uh, where they are, uh, where they need that story of hope, I think it was a great idea. So I've been approached and asked 
if I could do a series of six videos about hopeful initiatives in that part of Amsterdam. And so uh, last week I went to, uh, to interview uh, Daniel, who has been a drug addict for many years, but who has been saved by rabbits. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He, um, uh, there is a, uh, a community farm uh, with animals, with rabbits and, and uh, sheep and small horses, uh, in, in this, completely surrounded by, um, uh, high, by tall buildings, by uh, ugly, um, not really skyscrapers, but it's a very ugly city environment. And in the middle of that is that oasis. And he, um, when he was still addicted, he would he would walk in in that uh, uh, park or in that uh, neighborhood farm and 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 he'd he'd see rabbits that he wanted to take care of for, uh, take care of and so he volunteered to do that and to feed the rabbits and then the rabbits gave him like um, immediate acceptance. Was, they do, a rabbit doesn't care if you're um, if you failed in your life if you're an addict or. The only thing a rabbit feels is, do you do you care for me? And rabbits are very social uh, animals, and so he 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 was almost, in a way, this, you, I'm using my words, adopted by the rabbits, and, and they gave him back his life and his purpose in life, and also his rhythm, his daily rhythm. And he said, you know, a rabbit needs um, needs attention and needs care on very regular moments of the day and that gave me back my rhythm which I had completely lost because of the drugs. So I interviewed him, filmed uh, on location and it, it was a wonderful experience and a great story to tell. So that, I love doing that and that was a story that was very powerful uh, both in in the story it told about this guy but also visually it was very uh, it just works. This is not a story you can just write down. It doesn't have the same power. And so that is an example of, of uh, something that I'm doing uh, in television where I was like, oh, I would love to do something like that for an international audience. Um, I also, yesterday, was it day, the day before yesterday, I also went to Amsterdam. I filmed, a, um, was this on Friday? I forgot. Uh, it's, a, it's a center where, no, it was on Monday. A center where they um, help African immigrants, um, and it's just in one of those big office buildings, and it was small and crowded, and there were lots of people, and half of the people didn't want to get on camera. Um, the, 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 very few people could speak Dutch, or, or enough Dutch to tell the story, and so it was challenging. But again, it's just so wonderful to create a story about the good work that is happening there and people come there for legal help for assistance some of them don't even have papers but what they find there is also a catholic priest from benin in africa who works there as a missionary and he's like i came to the netherlands which is a cold country which is so different from my own country but i'm a missionary i want to be here because these people need help and i can reach them more easily than a Dutch uh, pastor. And so I interviewed him, and this is another great story. 
those that gives me purpose. It's like this is this is worth investing in. Um, and if it's worth investing in, then then people will want to invest in those kind of uh, stories. In addition to other stuff. So, but this is again, I've only filmed there. I've just recorded. I've I've gathered the ingredients. The cooking still has to start. And initially, when I was planning this, I was thinking, um, I can probably edit that. It has to result in a video of about three and a half minutes. And there will be a longer version for television. Yeah, I can do that. I can probably sit down for a day and edit that. But now I'm thinking, well, again, I'm, I'm thinking backwards. I'm thinking, so how can I make sure that I uh, produ- uh, produce this the, in a, the most efficient way? I spend almost no money because I do everything myself. Um, but instead of thinking, well, what would make my life easier? What would help me go beyond just working behind a computer? Which is one of the reasons why I have this energy, this uh, uh, vitamin D deficiency. is because for the last, last five months, I've been sitting behind the computer editing instead of being outside and, uh, and doing the things that give me energy. And so why not... Uh, why not hire someone to do the editing of this material? The material is good enough. I can always be have the final say about how this story has to be told. Why not invest in this a little bit more? And yes, I will. I, the, the 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 final revenue will be less because I've been help, uh, hiring help. But I've also created time. I've created peace of mind. I've diminished stress. I can be outside recording an episode of The Walk. That is also, that, that is what you get in return. So the more I'm sharing this with you right now, the more I'm thinking, this is, this is the way of thinking that will bring me further. This is what will work. I'm convinced of it. So it may require some cutting, <laughs> may require some changes on the menu. Well, think of uh, the shows of Gordon Ramsay where he goes into this restaurant with the microwave food and he's like, okay, we're just throw everything away. You know, let's not do this. You'll, you go back to your passion for food and ingredients and then create a new menu and they refurbish the entire restaurant. They give it a new name and uh, usually afterwards it fails <laughs> despite all those efforts because... You cannot change a situation in, in two days. Uh, it's just a TV show. But what I always like about the concept is it's better to make changes and to course correct than to continue uh, with a failed, uh, in, in, uh, with an approach that fails and that doesn't work. Um, so that, that is kind of what I'm... What's going uh, going on in my mind in this time, uh, beginning of Lent, and I think this is a perfect time of the year to um, to 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 put this in act into action and to um, to make some steps. And fortunately, I don't have to do that alone. Uh, I'm working with Inge and with Martin, and the three of us, I think, are a good team that can make. Um, responsible decisions when it comes to this and then I, I always 
like to have their advice as well, to, to listen to their views and to have that back and forth is really helpful for me to, to focus and to, to do what has to be done. So I'm excited and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm at this point, even though <laughs> the experimental phase turned out a bit different than I, than I initially thought. That's life, you know. I've, I've done stuff in the past before where I just just trying out. And I think for every show that was a success, there were at least five other attempts that were complete failures. I don't even remember those failures. What I do remember is what was the final result. So I should let go of the fear uh, let go of the uh, of, of of reducing my ambitions before I even start cooking, and first think about well what what needs to be done, and then how can we realize that instead of like oh well we probably can't realize it so we'll just do something inferior. Nah, not anymore. What I would love uh, that's the final thing I'm going to say. If I envision myself a few weeks from now, what I would absolutely adore is that I spend a day um, a plan a well-planned day with a cameraman slash editor so someone who is going to take care of the technicalities and we film um, in one day a number of videos that I can then completely outsource when it comes to editing and that person will create separate episodes for the daily show and create a composite episode which then can be its own thing it can be like a weekly show and i i'm i'm convinced that that is possible but it may require a different approach than i had initially in mind but as long as i disconnect this from the uh from what i'm doing uh for the for the audio part of uh of my shows i think that will free me up to do to do something a, a bit more um, specific and, and that more interesting in the world of video without, without losing um, the audio audiences uh, right what else uh, f- what else do you need to know about the 40 days of Lent um, of course it's good to uh, give yourself some challenges so that's fasting eating less uh, for me I decided to I want to go out every day for an hour uh, for physical exercise, be it walking or running or biking, and if it's raining and it's really horrible weather, I'll just be on my uh, um, uh, on my uh, what is it, the walker, the 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 thing, the well, that thing that I have now where it enables me to walk inside. Goodness gracious, I can't even come up with the name anymore. Uh, so the uh, uh, that's one one thing. Um, oh, another project for me during Lent is uh is decluttering is uh, finally pursuing um uh, with uh, the the simplicity the minimalism with a bit more focus and i'm talking material minimalism just freeing getting rid of everything that i don't need and that doesn't really make me happy in order to make room for what i love and what makes me happy um that may in, in itself be a good topic for either a video or a, or a, or a, or a talk at a podcast. Um, we'll, we'll see. So, and I, I think I'm going to keep it at that. <laughs> Another thing that I know from experience is if you set yourself too many goals, you're bound to, to fail all of them. 
So it's just a bit of fasting, getting out for an hour every day, or at least um, exercising an hour a day, and, uh, and, and decluttering, perhaps giving away stuff every day. I do that for 40 days, and I'm pretty sure my, my apartment will be a lot more peaceful and less cluttered. I'll keep you posted, as usual. Thank you for uh, accompanying me and thinking along with me. And of course, as always, stay tuned on, on, uh, on the website. Stay tuned on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's um, Tradio Media on all platforms. Uh, and then if anything changes, of course, I will let you know. Take care and have a great Lent, a great start of Lent. And uh, thanks again for listening. Ciao.